you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. This is Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show. Once again, my family and friends, The Chris Voss Show, the family that loves you but doesn't judge you, at least not as harshly as your mother-in-law. Anyway, guys, we have another amazing author on the show. He's written many books, and we're going to be talking about his latest book. Uh, and so we've got some excitement there coming, and we're going to be talking about stuff that will educate your mind, expand your thinking, help you learn new things. At least I think I will. And uh, you'll learn new things and probably become sexier. You know, maybe your uh, significant <laughs> other will be like, hey, you're smarter. I can tell there's something different about you. I'm more attracted to you than ever before. Or maybe I'm just attracted to you in the first place. Anyway, guys, <laughs> before we get to that, as always, you know, refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives, guilt and shame them into subscribing to the show. No, don't quite do that but you know what i mean uh youtube.com for chess chris voss goodreads.com for chess chris voss and uh linkedin the linkedin newsletter that thing's killing it over there we put all the smart stuff over there and uh the show just kicks butt so check that out as well he's the author of the newest book and he joins us here today uh this is his first book that's been printed in english or converted to english i suppose he'll tell us more about what that means we have ulf danielson yes. on the yes. show with us today we got his name perfectly right uh, absolutely perfect there we go he had the newest book that just came out february 21st 2023 it's called the world itself consciousness and the everything of physics and we're going to be talking about his amazing journey through life and what he wrote in the book and everything else but before we get to him he is a prize-winning physics i'm sorry physicist with a phd from Princeton University, whose research concentrates on dark energy and a string theory with a special focus on applications in cosmology. He's a member of the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences and professor of theoretical physics at Uppsala University. Yeah, Uppsala. That's the there name. There we go. There we go. I need yeah. to work on my Swedish uh, meatballs. <laughs> Swedish meatballs. Uh, he has delivered lectures throughout the world based on his award-winning popular science books, which have been translated in several different languages. His newest book is uh, coming out and appears in English. Welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. I'm fine. There you go. Well, we're glad yes. to have you as well. Uh, give us a .com or wherever you want people to find you on those interwebs in the sky. Sorry, I didn't get it. Uh, give us a .com or wherever we want people to find you, get to know you better on the internet. Oh, you mean, you mean okay, it's, it's ulfdanielsson.com. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it's so as easy can... as that. Now, you have about, I think you said five or six books out? Yeah, it's popular science books. Most of them are, I mean, they're written in a kind of a personal tone all of them and, and treating mm -hmm. various subjects which i sort of got interested in but they are related to physics in in one way or the other and that's certainly true for for this latest book mm -hmm. absolutely why are what what are physics for the layman out there you know we have over here in, in america we have a lot of we have a gen z 
that uh, they they skipped through summer school with COVID. <laughs> what what, are, what is physics uh, in a general sense, and uh, why is it important to write books? Well, physics physics deals really with the fundamentals of the world. I mean, how the world is is built up, what 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 it, what its constituents are, what what are the laws, basic laws of nature. Mm. Why does why are we here? What, what explains the origin of the earth, the matter, everything? And it's actually also very important for applications in technology. Everything our technology builds upon, like electricity or nuclear power or whatever, everything, you need to have some knowledge of physics in order to understand and to mm -hmm. make all of these inventions. It's really the foundation of the knowledge about the world. There you go. So it's like, it's like, uh, is gravity physics? Is that part of physics? Gravity is absolutely physics. I mean, in some huh. sense, maybe everything is physics, but huh. there is a kind of a hierarchy. Physics is sort of at the bottom of everything. And from physics, you can derive chemistry and from chemistry comes biology and from biology, well, all the humanities, mm. social science and everything is sort of higher up in the ladder. I think my biggest problem with uh, gravity is is my age. As I get older, everything seems to be sagging. I think that we has, need to. Yeah, I think yeah, we need yeah. to go back to that Newton guy and declare <laughs> his uh, his gravity thing debunked, so that we can come up with some sort of new physics for gravity. Because it's not working out for me right now. If it's like <laughs> that's not the case of physics. I know, I do. It sounded like a good joke. I think I stole it from some crazy gal on YouTube. Yeah. Or that. Um, so give us an overview of the book from 30,000 okay. feet. Okay, so the book is a kind of, uh, it, in, in a way, it, it tries to provide a worldview. So th this is a book I, I thought quite a lot about when I wrote it. I wanted to write a book that describes what I have learned about the world in general by my study, my lifelong study of physics. So it's a book which has a lot of philosophical implications. It, mm. it deals with uh, not the least things like consciousness. What does physics tell about consciousness? Mm. What about the nature of mathematics? Is everything mathematics? Mm. Is our world the only one? Does it exist other worlds? Do you have a free will? Lots of things like that is, is mm. treated in the book. And I try to sort of make give my answers, my attempts to answer all of those questions and uh, put them together in some kind of a, in a worldview, in a sense, mm. in a sense. There you go. So you try to explain the world itself in the book then? I think that my, my main message in the mm. book, and this is something which so might sound a little bit trivial, but it's not. Mm. And, and that is the world is real and it exists out there. We are not living in some kind of a virtual reality we are Damn not it. living inside of computers or anything like that it's a real world of flesh and blood which needs to be taken seriously mm. and mathematics is something which sits inside of our heads it's not out there so it's a book where which i think the main message is to take reality seriously and i think that is something which is necessary in in our day and age yeah, it really does, because we live in a reels over feels sort of environment, especially here in America, where yeah. um, we, we if it hurts your feelings because it's reality, we go, oh, no, let's change reality. And it's not working out very well when you try and do yeah. that. Um, and so, the, and, yeah. I, you know, I'm an atheist, and you know, people can believe what they want to get through this little uh, ride or journey that we're on from beginning to end, or what we, or what we're aware of is the beginning to end. Um, and uh, it seems like the universe does work on a mathematical sequences uh, for everything in life. I mean, 
It, is that true or is it not true? Is it kind of true? Oh, actually, I think that one of my most important messages is in, in, in the book is, of course, the mathematics. It's an incredible, mm -hmm. uh, valuable tool, and it's fun, too. I mean, the way that I got into physics was that I, that I loved nature and the stars and the sky and everything as a kid, and I also found that mathematics was really fun to, to, mm -hmm. to learn and use. That's the way to understand what's going on out there. Mm -hmm. But it's also true that for me, and that's that's main message of the book, that mathematics is a tool. It's not that the world is mathematical in itself. I, I sincerely believe that mathematics is inside of our heads. It's, mm. it's a tool that we use in order to describe the world. And our models, our laws of nature that we construct, they are really our inventions. And we mm -hmm. use them in order to make predictions and describe the world. But it's not that the universe is governed by our laws of physics it's ah. it's just that our laws of physics mimic what the universe does for for whatever reason so that's that's sort of my my world view my, my point of view that we are we are here in a big mysterious universe and we try mm. as best as we can to describe it and mathematics is an important tool so by what you're saying if i'm understanding you correctly correct me if i'm wrong would a would a theory be that basically the universe and everything doesn't really operate by mathematics? That's just the way that we're consciously choosing a way to evaluate it, measure it, and predict it. Is that absolutely? I think I think that's a very important point. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that the universe, nature, needs to do any calculations. It just does what it does, and, mm. and we try to mimic it using mathematics. We set up all of these laws, which always are imperfect. They're mm. provisionally, provisionary. With time, we improve them, we learn more. But that's that's basically what we do. And we cannot, I mean, the universe, I mean, it's, it, it does what it does. And we try to understand it as best as we can with our limited. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we need to remember with our limited abilities. After all, we are these organic beings which have evolved on this planet. I mean, we have grown up literally out of dirt and we have these brains with a little bit more than a what, one and a half kilograms roughly mm. and clearly i mean clearly we cannot understand all what's going on in the universe we have a limited capacity to to understand and to grasp reality but we do our best yeah and we 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 try to you know we we do a lot of different understandings i mean anytime you see what's going on you we try, see the infiniteness of seemingly infiniteness of space and time and different things like that. It's, are we are we different as a species, as a human species, where we, you know, I mean, I don't see like snakes and monkeys and rhinos <laughs> sitting around plotting the future based on the past and being consciously aware of what's going on. But I could that's, be wrong. Maybe they maybe they are. They're just good at hiding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's an interesting <laughs> question. Actually, I, I I think it's actually a matter of degree to some extent. Mm. I mean. Clearly, uh, also, I think that other animals, maybe most animals, are conscious in some sense. Really? They have an okay. eye, they have a subjective feeling of existing in the world. Mm. And also one of the most important uh, aspects of life, all living organisms, is that they need to, they need to survive, they need some capacity to predict what's going on, to predict what will happen. They have to act on 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 the impressions that they get from the environment so they need to somehow predict what will happen in some sense set up laws 
some some rules of thumb something which which can lead them to make the correct decision so so that's that's a property of all living organisms and then it's just that we with our brains have evolved that a little bit further mm. so we have a greater capacity to do this and uh, we call it science uh, at, at some point but i think mm. it's more a graduate it's it, it's a different in degree in a sense, rather hmm. than something which is really qualitatively different. Yeah, I mean, I have, I mean, me and my bank have discussions. I think there's a million dollars in there based on the checks I write, and uh, they say there's five dollars in there. And so uh, we're constantly having that battle over over mathematics. So I don't know, maybe the universe works on mathematics, or maybe it just works on how I feel. I mean, as long as I have checks. <laughs> it's an old check joke. Uh, so, you know, I mean, and considering, you know, one of my girlfriends who just pounds Amazon all day long and, and fills up the front door with boxes at her house, um, you know, I don't think maybe maybe she needs to be introduced to mathematics as well. Or maybe it's just a matter of time. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's did we really have to learn all that algebra in high school? Was that really necessary being forced upon us? Well, it depends on what you <clears throat> want to do. I mean, it, it's clear that in, in some sense, I'm, I'm sure that we unconsciously or even not in our brains, but also our bodies as a whole is doing quite a lot of advanced well not mathematics perhaps but in practice let's just think of a soccer player who who shoots the shoots the ball and it hits hits the target or, or, or something it's an enormously complicated thing to to actually do if you sit down with pen and paper and try to calculate the path of the ball and and all of that but that's something that you still can do with your body and your brain you can you can do these things quite accurately if you have practiced a lot mm -hmm. so it's clear that you can do quite advanced stuff even without knowing all of this mathematics but if you want to know about how things work in areas where you don't really have any experience of what what happens inside of the atom or or for that matter in inside of a computer if you want to construct a car or whatever things which you don't have a real experience of what's going on and, and incredibly accuracy is needed then you need math. Then math is what makes technology work. You really need mathematics to, to do all of that. And then, of course, if you're curious about what's, what's happening in the other parts of the universe, I mean, then mathematics is the language that you need to be able to speak hmm. if you want to understand what's going on. Absolutely. Do you, do you feel like people need... Uh, the importance of your book is getting people to understand, uh, you know, how... It, this is redundant, how important physics and the mathematics in life are. I mean, I see people, they go through the universe and they there's a lot of miracle claimers, as they like to call it, where people go, oh, it, this happened because, you know, a boogeyman under my bed or up in the sky decided it should happen. Or, you know, it, it, some of it makes me really mental. You'll see like a storm that will kill 100 people and one person lives and they, they claim it's a miracle and that someone ordained them as the sole survivor and you're just like yeah but like 90, 90 other people suffered a horrific death i mean that doesn't doesn't seem like uh if that's a perfect world in your mind of of some sort of selection uh, of of uh, of a, an, a, a ultimate being that seems a little bit seems a little bit off in its uh in its caring and empathy um and and so you know people will do stuff you know like a car crash they'll they'll blame oh you know something you know a lightning storm or you know whatever sort of thing happens in in the universe that that ends up being catastrophic it gets you know tamed to 
some sort of boogeyman entity instead of like, well, this is the randomness of the universe sometimes. And maybe the universe isn't random. Maybe there is a mathematics to a certain degree. Mm. Well, I mean, the book is, it's, it, it's, I think it speaks to different people in different mm. ways. I mm. mean, sure, this is a book about physics and it tells us about how physics is behind everything that happens in the world, even though, and I think this is a real important message as well, and that is that we don't know about all of that physics. Mm. There are so many things that we do not know about. Mm -hmm. So it's also a kind of appeal to being a little bit humble because there are also many people really have kind of a overconfident view of what we can do and mm -hmm. what our capacities are and do not realize that we are these limited organic beings which are also very fragile in a, in a world which is also quite hostile to, to mm -hmm. be frank. I mean, the universe is not a very nice place to, to, to be in. Uh, I mean, the earth is a, is a local exception, but otherwise mm -hmm. it's, it's a pretty harsh place. So it's, it's also trying to put ourselves in, in a perspective from that point of view. And, and just as you indicated in the beginning, I'm not a big fan of, of, of dualism in, in the sense that there is some supernatural force that is, 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 is govern, governing the world. In fact, this book is, a, is an attempt to, to construct, to suggest a worldview which is naturalistic, materialistic, where physics is, is, is everything, but still has the room for mystery and even for our conscious minds and so, our subject inner feeling of existence, which I think is still a big, big mystery. I do not think it has been explained. It's a natural phenomena, mm -hmm. but the natural phenomena based on, on, on things which we do know very little about. So let me ask you a question of that then. Since our since our rudimentary understanding of the universe, we use mathematics in our language and terminology to try and understand it. But there are things in this, this universe that we don't understand, like why we're here. Maybe there is no reason why we're here. Maybe that's the point. Uh, <laughs> it could be that's the feature, not the bug. Um, it could be. Uh, but uh, is that because maybe we haven't formulated something as dynamic uh, beyond mathematics or whatever to where we uh, we just can't define it? Or maybe it isn't on its basis or face undefinable because it is the universe. Yeah, I mean, it could be, it could be due to many things. It could be mm -hmm. just due to the fact that we haven't been here Can sufficiently I? long. I mean, after mm -hmm. all, science is is evolving and and if we if we can sort of be be nice to each other and, and and keep developing society and even science i'm 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 sure that we'll learn a lot more over the next decades hundreds of years or thousands of years or whatever time scale so a lot more to know a lot more questions to to answer and a lot more questions to discover as well but then I'm sure there could also be lots of questions which we are too stupid to even be able to formulate. Mm -hmm. There are deep truths about the universe which we are not able to, to, to understand. While one could imagine maybe other beings on other planets with other kinds of bodies and brains that have a science which is much more developed than ours and mm. can easily understand things which we have no idea about. So 
Huh? Again, I mean, you were comparing us with other animals and suggesting that we we are sort of qualitatively better in some some way. And sure, we are. I mean, we we have. I mean, certainly, you and I, we have a much more developed worldview than a, than a dog or a cat or, or yeah. something like that. As far as what are the stars and 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 how does what is matter and so on and so forth. But similarly, there could exist beings on other planets which understand things. Not only because the science that developed further, it's simply because they have minds which are greater than ours. Yeah, and here, you know, over here in America, we're kind of known for using as less of our brains as we possibly can. What is it like five or five <laughs> percent or less of our brains we actually use, or something? I don't know. I know for some people, it's far less than that. I think George Carlin had that famous statement that fifty percent of people are dumber than the average. So there, there goes society. <laughs> and uh, you know, you can see what's going on in our world. Uh, some of that explains it. Um, so it's good that you put in this framework, and you've you've, you've raised some different un things that that uh, I'm going to be thinking about that'll be haunting me in my nightmares and dreams about how we don't really still fully understand the universe, and and uh, but physics appears and mathematics appear to be the best way to try and measure it and understand it for you know what our limited knowledge is 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 there is there you know elon musk and people have talked about how you know we could be living in a simulation and i think mm. you talk about that a little bit in the book don't you i i do and i i find that this is one of the 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 the, the really really ridiculous ideas which I try <laughs> to argue against in my book. I, I find it so it, I find it so sad that really? one, can, one can start to think in, in those terms. I, mm. I find it just as ridiculous as it sounds. It, it's sort of these kind of ideas which you can you can try to boast with and, and try to impress people at the party that you're so intelligent that you can come up with ideas like that. For me, they're just, they're just very, very silly. And I think they are, the reason why you come up with things like that is simply because you, you have been so, we are so used to, it's the society we are living in. Mm. We are so used to the ideas of virtual realities and, and and so on. We are living on the on on the on the internet or whatever that we are losing touch with reality, and then we start to imagine things like that. So so for me, this is this is just a very very silly idea, which I don't believe in at all. And in fact, this is partly what I'm arguing against in the book. Now, does both your books in each simulation say the same thing about that, or does the other simulation? <laughs> I, I hope. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I had to cover that. Yeah, you know, I, there, there's lots of people that do that on like TikTok and social media. There's an entertainment factor to it where you go, but you know, it's it's I, it's always interesting to me to ponder stuff. But yeah, once you start suspending reality to fantasy to to placate your your insecurities and your delusions and and coming up with all sorts of things i do think it's interesting how as a people or as as and some religions are, are are many religions are bad at doing this but they they describe that we're a, a dominant top being of enlightenment in the universe and there therefore we probably created it and i think when you really study the biology of man and how we how we're built we're really not the the no, perfect absolutely not. entity of biology we're really awful actually when you look at how yeah i mean take a look at us I mean, how yeah. could we be sort of the, the top of the i mean the best in the universe i mean yeah. it's, it's a ridiculous thought yeah 
I mean, clearly snakes know they are because they're kind of assholes, but yes. um, that, I think that's more narcissism on snakes. I don't know why I have issues with snakes this morning, but it seemed like a good, it seemed like a good any we could pick on during the show. But no, I, you, you know, there's kind of a, it, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I, I told my, uh, I told my niece and nephew this when they graduated high school. I said, look, there's three things that you need to be aware of in life. And one's really important. One is what you know. Okay, and everybody knows what you know, or at least hopefully you do. Uh, two is what you know you don't know. And that's important to also find out and learn. But the third biggest one is what you don't know you don't know. Isn't and that Donald Rumsfeld that said something like that? <laughs> it might have in one of his 50,000 emails that were insecure. Yeah, it might have. Yeah, I'm not, not sure I ascribe anything of intelligence to that man, but uh, <laughs> the author of Iraq War. Um, but uh, no, it, it probably was. Uh, you probably mm. that correct. But but you know, learning these things, reading books like yours, discovering and delving through the material, and trying to get a real grasp of how this how this world works. Um, and I think a lot of people are overcome by the harshness of this world, and they're trying to explain it. You know, why does a man die? Why do people in in a country die of famine? Why why do tragedies happen and things like that? And they, they try to ascribe some sort of human mathematics or human elements to it. And like we've talked about before in this in the broadcast, it's important that people realize that, you know, things happen. Why are we here? Because we're here. If I can quote the band Rush and Neil Peart. Um, why are we here? Because we're here. Roll the bones. Um, you know, we spend so much time sometimes pondering our own navels that maybe we should just get on with the the survival game that we're yeah, in. Yeah, and try to take care of each other instead of finding excuses of various mm -hmm. kinds for why, why things why things go wrong. Absolutely. Yeah, and the tribal nature of, of how we divvy that up, uh, you know, where we try to say, well, this camp decides that mathematics and physics aren't important and there's no rule to a universe and, and that somehow there's uh, some... Uh, benevolent or sometimes really angry narcissistic sadist that that wants to torture people on this planet and somehow that's some sort of you know gonna get you to a higher place in in some sort of tier of of yeah. afterlife or something or real estate it, it, it's also that th th this kind of perspective that i try to argue for in, in in my book i mean it connects of course to another very 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 important theme which has to do with the climate change and what we are doing to the earth mm -hmm. and so on and in, and the need of having a different kind of view of the world which in some sense needs to be a little bit more collective when it comes mm -hmm. to other human beings on this planet but also to feel a kind of a belonging a belonging mm -hmm. to the natural world including the definitely the living world the planet mm -hmm. as, a, a, as a living thing which we where we play a role and and, and and are a part and and i think that this is something that we desperately need because now we we have also through this living in these virtual realities we are not only separating ourselves from reality we are separating ourselves from the natural world and think that we are living outside of it we are independent of of the of of nature in some sense mm -hmm. we are we have all this technology which protect us but uh, still as as is obvious we are we are completely dependent upon our survival that the natural world works and that we work with it 
And I think that's that's probably one of the most important things that we need in in the way that we view the world. A change in the way that we appreciate nature. And this is easy to say and very difficult to do anything with about. But it's 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 some kind. It's a profoundly different frame of mind that mm -hmm. is needed, which where we really in at every moment are aware of who we are and what role we play in the, in, in, in the cosmos and, and, and the place of the earth. There you go. And, and there's a, I think there's an insecurity or a panic reaction to it where, you know, when a tragedy happens, you know, people die, uh, a tree falls over and kills somebody, lightning strikes, there's earthquakes and floods. People, people want to ascribe something to it that does, that seems that seems to have some sort of benevolence where maybe it's a half angry God who cares, but I don't know, he had a bad morning that morning or that there's a, that there's a fear or a panic that the universe is random or that there's some sort of mathematical quality to it, but still there's some, like you say, the unknown and, mm. and the randomness and, and one is kind of more of a security blanket to ascribe to that. And one is a, a theory in reality. Uh, that deals with, hey, man, this, the world, it's a survival game, in my opinion, where, yeah. you know, the universe, the universe seems to be a big survival game, you know, whatever your species is, mm, you know, absolutely. you might be going yeah. extinct this week and, you know. Yeah, well, it's it's a tough place, and that's uh, that's that's where we have our capacities here, which have evolved our brain. That's our way to 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 survive. And we are not very strong, but we mm -hmm. are pretty smart compared to other animals. And that's that's the, the I mean, it's both a blessing and a curse in 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 our case because we are we also using it to destroy our environment mm -hmm. now this is not i mean ironically this is not the first time in the in the history of the of the world where life has more or less destroyed itself i mean mm -hmm. it has happened several times if you go back a, a few billion billions of years uh, when the earth was two billion years old there were some uh, bacteria microscopic organisms that discovered photosynthesis and, and realized that they could use the sunlight uh, to, to get energy and they converted carbon dioxide into oxygen and destroyed, actually, this went in the other direction, they destroyed the greenhouse, gauss, mm -hmm. greenhouse effect, which was due to methane at the time, mm -hmm. through the production of the oxygen, which meant that the temperature dropped and Earth was thrown into an ice age that uh, went on for hundreds of millions of years and the earth was a big snowball mm -hmm. and it could have been the end of life on earth due to life sort of overreaching itself. Mm -hmm. So we are not the first life form that is threatening the, our own existence and, and other life on the planet. It has happened before. So it, 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 so things like this happen in a sense. I mean, it's so random. And the mm -hmm. fact that we are here depends on so many accidents during the, the history of the Earth. I mean, including the, the extinction of the dinosaurs mm -hmm. 65 million years ago. If that hadn't happened, if that, that uh, asteroid hadn't uh, collided with the Earth, there wouldn't probably be any big mammals around. Maybe the dinosaur, dinosaur that in develop some intelligence or something like that who knows the world would have been completely different 
Yeah. I mean, for all we know, they're walking around with, uh, you know, uh, reading books and stuff. Those dinosaurs yeah, maybe, writing, writing maybe, stuff. Maybe and, they would have been writing even better books than we Yeah. Are. They had those, they had those little eyepieces that make you seem smart in, in England. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, maybe they're like, like Sherlock Holmes and they, they talked really good language. So for all we know, so you know. Yeah. So it's clear that there is not really direction in that sense in the, yeah. in, in, in history. There are lots of random, randomness. But this is something that you have to accept that there's no one that will going to take care of you or protect you, not as a species, not as a civilization. It's up to us. There is no guarantee that we will survive. I mean, yeah. if you look at what happens with the climate, the wars, whatever, there is no guarantee that we will survive. And that's something that one needs to really realize that it's not it's not someone else that will do it for us. We have to do it ourselves. You know, it's and I, th and I think that's the other fear that people get into, where they're afraid of the future and and the fear of you know what if a big you know um, big a meteor comes and destroys us, uh, you know, next week. Then you know, there's the fear of you know, does this matter? Does it? Does my life matter? And everything else. You know, I I have that question posed to me constantly as an atheist where people say to me um you know it how, how do you have morals if you if the if the world seems dystopian because you know you just you're going to live and die and that's going to be the end of you and what you did here didn't mean much and i'm like it does mean much what what you do here between the front and the beginning but it's interesting how people I don't know, they measure and deal with it and they look for something to placate their fears and their, mm -hmm. and their, um, you know, their, their scaredness of, of un, what's under the bed and or what they think is under the bed, the boogeyman and, uh, you know, whatever. But, you know, I think Jurassic Park proved that the dinosaurs really didn't develop a good language. I think that movie flushed out the reality of it. <laughs> anyway, that's not yeah. true. That's just now, I mean, for me. I mean, I, I I sort of probably have a worldview which is very similar to to, to yours, and and I mm -hmm. hope that one can be, one can live a, a moral and ethic life without mm -hmm. just referring to some yeah. external force that will punish you if you don't if you don't live that like that. I mm -hmm. mean, I, I would think that you could do it on your own somehow. Mm. But it's it's also for me there is there is something else. I mean, when I look at the stars, when I look at the sky above me and at the dark dark night, I mean, I know that some people they feel afraid when they mm -hmm. see this. They get worried. I mean, the universe is so big and I am so small and it's so dangerous and I'm so meaningless. Everything is pointless. Mm -hmm. I don't see it like that at all. When I look at the stars and I feel a, a sense of belonging, mm -hmm. in the sense that okay. This is the universe which I'm not just observing it. I'm a part of it. This is this is me in some sense. I'm 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 built out of the same kind of matter, uh, and, and which means that if maybe I could even argue that I, as a living being, uh, organic living being, is is rather unique. Mm -hmm. I may I'm even more important than all of these stars up there in the sky. So in, in this universe, we here on Earth and other living beings on other planets, that might be the, the whole point with the universe. So one can turn it around in that sense mm -hmm. and rather feel a belonging to a universe which is so fantastic and beautiful and intricate that it can produce something as great as us here on Earth. There you go. There you yeah. go. So is a, so do you see that a lot of problem you talk about this in the book? Do you see a lot of problem is our dualistic views where we have some of the things so. I've talked I about? So. 
and, yeah, and we yeah, need yeah. to identify and get away from those i think so absolutely and 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 one argument in my book in order to get it a little bit make it a little bit easier to throw out dualism mm -hmm. is to to make sure that even though we even without dualism you can still have the room for consciousness mm -hmm. you can still have the room for whatever what with for meaning mm -hmm. it's just the universe is what it is consciousness whatever everything is natural phenomena and it's just that we don't fully understand what's going on in our brains we don't mm -hmm. understand that part of ourselves that doesn't mean that it has to be something which is outside of this world it's something it's a property of this world a wonderful world that can produce all of that which we share is in love including our consciousness and our ability to to do culture and and and, uh, and whatever poetry literature and all of that all of the humanity it's also part of this material world mm -hmm. and i think that that's what i'm trying to argue for that you don't need to think about the the the, the, the a dead mater materialistic world and then in order to make it meaningful you have to have something else Mm -hmm. these souls or god or whatever which is flying around and then interfere in the material world i, I don't think that you need that mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting how we base some of these uh what's the right word mythological sort of a dualistic nature uh, uh towards reality and physics and we we usually do them in our own image and usually subject to the own limitations of our minds and, yeah and what we believe and and we ascribe different things kind of from a parental aspect of like, well, this, there's a, you know, a, a big puppet master in the sky who sometimes if he has a bad day is a sadist and kills, you know, floods the world and kills millions of people. Or, yeah. you know, sometimes he's the benevolent one who, you know, loves us this week in some sort of narcissistic manner if we jump through certain hoops. Um, yeah. And it, it's interesting how we put those in those contexts when really, there, there may not be a male or female or even a central being overseeing the universe. <laughs> it, it could just be that it just exists and always has, or, you know, whatever you want to sort of believe. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's here and now, so you might as well run with it. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting how big life is. And, uh, you know, like I'll, I'll go sit in, 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 on the beach and watch the beauty of the ocean and the magnificent mm. of of the universe when I look up at the stars, and you hear the waves lapping, and you realize they've been lapping that way for eons of time. And you know, yes. I'm just some little speck of dust or sand on the beach that that uh, you know the water will just keep pouring over. <laughs> continue you know unless we decide to nuke it but i'm sure there'll be some sort of survival earth that will come out of me maybe. I think I so too. yeah it'll eventually you know there's an old joke carlin used to do that maybe uh the earth and mother nature created us so she could have plastic and maybe a few other chemicals that we created but now she really wants to get rid of us and it seems like covid was a real test of our survival mechanism as a species <laughs> yeah maybe i'm, I'm maybe. not sure I don't know. Maybe there's some. Uh, I don't think so. It's it, it's it, it's. It, I mean, you know, it's probably most of the disasters that we are, and some of them we are causing ourselves, oh. and and other ones they simply come without any any connection to us. And so mm -hmm. that's that, that's something that we have to just we have to cope with all of this if we want to survive. Yeah. Then of course the question is how long will we survive? Mm. There, there, there will be some limit to that. I mean, that, 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 that's, that's something which makes it, that, that, that's really a kind of thought which, 
which is uh, even a bit difficult for me to 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 to, to grasp. I mean, on the one hand, you can you can sort of imagine the end of your own life mm-hmm. and so on. But what's what's more difficult to think about is the fact that our civilization, our species, and even the Earth have a finite extent. At some point, we'll reach the moment where the last human being will die. Mm. That moment will come. Yeah. And eventually, all what we have done will be forgotten. Yeah, I mean, I mean, then the aliens will probably come up and play archaeologists with us and be like, "Hey, everyone was smiling in all their pictures. They must have been a happy society on Instagram." Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about uh, VR and AR? My last question about VR and AR is: It should we really be embracing it as much as we are? Because it sounds like we're going to go down a road. We're just going to be creating more of a fiction instead of dealing with reality. No, I think that uh, hopefully, I, I hope that uh, somehow that uh, reality will get sort of hot and modern again, mm. and people get tired of all the virtual realities. And uh, that—that's my hope. Somehow. It almost seems like an escapism, where yes. once again we're going down a rabbit hole. Of, you know, I'm not saying there's anything bad with AR and VR or escapism. You know, there's a, a, sometimes there's a as a human, as a species, we kind of need to escape from reality and suspend it for a little bit. But yeah, maybe, but maybe it's the other way around. That that mm. is ex- exactly what causes our problems. Ah. That we are escaping it a little bit too much. We might need to face reality a little bit more often, and maybe that's a way also to get a little bit more of meaning back mm-hmm. into into life. And in, in operating reality, as opposed to some sort of fantastical thing. That yeah, there are so many up. things that we need to to fix in the real world that I, I think we should probably focus a little bit more on that. There you go. Well, we definitely do because uh, escaping reality, and we seem to live in a society now that is really hell bent on feelings over reels, or what I call, uh, I think someone else's term is this feels over reels, where people want to fight reality because it makes them feel bad. Uh, they don't like the results of it. Like I'm, you know, I, I drank way too much Mountain Dew and ate a lot of fatty foods when I was young and I'm fat now. And I could have feelings where I could be like, yeah, it's not fair. Oh, it's, it's bullshit that people judge me because I'm fat. Um, no, you just uh, lose some weight, get healthy there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> it's bad for you to be uh, fat. Um, so, you know, there's your reality, but you know, it seems like, Reality is the thing people are fighting nowadays. So I think your books like yours are important to get us back to that core thing. Anything more you want to tease on in the book before we go? No, I mean, it's, uh, again, I mean, it's a book which deals with many, many things that I think many people are interested in in Mm -hmm. natural, the the sciences and the technology think about now. So it's also lots about computers and whether computers can get conscious and, and stuff like that, and including virtual realities. And it's a bit about quantum mechanics and what it tells us about the world. So there are many things which, which uh, well, have the philosophical implications, which I try to connect together in some coherent uh, sort of worldview, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I try to, to, to read out the philosophical implications of, of, of many questions which which are on our minds if you're interested in in in, in sciences there you go there you go well this is all important it uh, span your mind learn new stuff learn your your new things it sounds like you wrote the book in a way that isn't a math manual 
or physics no, manual, no, but no. it explains I, I the world. To, it, it's, it's a very, it, it's a book which partly is a very personal journey as well. So it's, it, it's not, it, the, the subject is difficult, but it's not a difficult book. There you go. There you go. Order it up, folks, wherever fine books are sold. The world itself, consciousness and the everything of physics. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it, man. Thank you. It was a pleasure. There you go. And give us a dot coms where we want people to see you on the interwebs, please. So that's ulfdanielson.com with two S. There you go. There you go. And thanks to my audience for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss, youtube.com, Fortress Chris Voss, and the big linkedin.com, uh, forward slash Chris Voss. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. And that should have us out, my